This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, we were just having a conversation off the air here um, before we start the show here. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, NFL Network this morning, and they yeah, were talking yeah. about dynasties. Yeah. And I asked you the question because they, they raised the, the point that if the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl this year, sure, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid could be considered a dynasty. I'm like, that's two, and they last they won their last one in 2019. Yeah, there's a so gap. It's been a, there's a little bit of a gap there. I said, by that standard, then are the Steelers from 2005 through 2010 a dynasty? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because it's a there aren't rules. You know, right. it's not, <laughs> there's nothing cut and dry. Yeah. You're in. You know, there's some obvious ones, of course. I countered that by saying, well, the great Patriot Belichick Brady teams really are not a 20-year dynasty. No, They're no. two different dynasties. Yeah, because you know, there was a 12-year gap. gap between... And and the teams, I mean, the only constants were the owner, head coach, and quarterback. And Brady, too, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, Kansas City, to me, counts. But there's been a lot of change there, too. But they got to win another one. If they, win, no, if they <laughs> yeah. win this year, I would say, okay. And certainly with the ability to stack more on top of that. You're still in your prime. Um, and where I mentioned, too, was they go to the AFC Championship game every year. It'd be different if there's a bad year in there or, you know, a subpar season or a new quarterback or something like that. There's at least a high standard of excellence all the way across there. Now, forgive me. I know we're on Steeler Nation Radio. I don't remember the Steelers stretch as well as I remember the Chiefs stretch that's going on as we speak. So, prove your case here. Well, Super Bowl in 2005. Yeah, right. Super Bowl in 08 yeah. with a new head coach. Right, right. Uh, and then going to the, the Super- head coach changes matter? I don't think, not for the franchise. I think not, because I'm sitting here thinking. Because if, I mean, if Seifert you think about. was really good after Walsh. Yeah, when you talk about the, the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you don't, you somebody don't consider, build it. And yeah, then the next the Barry Switzer and, won a championship. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, Dungy handed it over to Gruden. Yeah. But those Niner and Cowboy examples, because they had Super Bowls before, and. In those cases, I think they went backwards with the head coach, but you know, yeah. I wouldn't hold that against the quote dynasty. So they went 90s. to th- they went to three Super Bowls in five seasons, right? Um, now they did have two seasons in there in '06 and '09 after the post Super Bowl seasons where they mm-hmm. didn't go to the playoffs. Yeah, I think that hurts their cause a little. But they did go in 0- in '07, Tomlin's first season, and obviously mm-hmm. they went to the the third one and and lost it. Um, but that's three. Conference championships in five seasons, yeah, and two Super Bowl wins. So, if we looked at it, take the word dynasty out of it. If we just took five year periods in NFL history, you know, what are the best five year stretches ever? I mean, early Packers, certainly Steelers of the seventies, those Niners and Cowboys teams we mentioned. I'm sure there's Patriot runs in there. The Patriot run of the early two thousands. Yeah, Kansas was... City might be in that conversation if they win it this year too. Is the Steelers' five-year run the 10th best ever in NFL history? You could yeah. make that argument. It's second best in But it never gets history. talked about right, like that. Right, right, right. No, that is interesting. It doesn't get mentioned. Right. You know? Even right. that 08 defense, which was so dominant, 
um, and one of the best of all time, doesn't get mentioned with the great defenses of all time. Right. No, it's true. It's almost like the Steelers' best defense of the 70s is the one that doesn't get mentioned enough. Yeah. You know, and that was in the heart of their dynasty, and they had two rings already, you know. So this is terrible to say. Too much is put on winning. You know, Marino never won a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I use this example that when Mahomes lost to Brady a couple years ago in the the Super Bowl, well, his his career's never going to be as good as Brady's now. No, he might not ever win seven, but losing the Super Bowl yeah. and, and dominating. Brady lost some of those games, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you can't hold that against a coach or a quarterback as losing a Super Bowl. It's yeah. remarkably hard to get to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that just came. I just, mm-hmm. uh, t- we were just talking about it there. And yeah, I thought it would be an interesting uh, little conversation. Also, will be an interesting conversation is Matt Jer- Daniel Jeremiah has released his initial mock draft oh did he okay he very much did on nfl.com so i thought we'd run through that here real quick it's only been a couple days since we got together but i've been hitting the draft pretty hard these last 48 hours i was looking at dane brugler's he put out a two-round mock draft for the athletic and i found it really interesting too just while it's on the top of my head he had five tight ends going in the top wow. 50. In the top 50 so i'm curious i have not seen the djs at all okay so he has jalen carter going number one overall to the bears okay it's interesting i mean i assume he He's not doing trades, I assume. No but, trades, uh, yeah. Right. So he picked Carter over Anderson, yeah. which I find interesting. Uh, Bryce Young at two to the Texans. Okay. Real quick on that, though. Their GM, Casario, is very much a height, weight, speed guy. You know, like, I know he's not writing this in stone or anything. Yeah. We're not, as Steeler fans, do we care if Young's at one or two? No. Doesn't matter. Yeah, really yeah. doesn't matter. He's going to be gone. So I don't know that they'll go the, yeah. uh, the little guy, though. Uh, Will Anderson at three to mm-hmm. Arizona. This is why, folks, when people were talking about the Steelers getting a chance at Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, wasn't going oh, to happen. They're going five at the latest. <laughs> the latest. Yeah. If someone falls in love with quarterbacks. Four to the Colts. Will Levis. Dane had him going two. Okay. Wildly inconsistent yeah. but traits. You know? He's got traits. Yeah. At five, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech to Seattle. Okay. They do like those edge rushers. I've heard many people say that they think he's the third best non-quarterback. You put Stroud in there wherever you want him, so he's gaining steam. He's not going to be relevant for the Steelers. This is a guy who's gaining a lot of steam as well. At six, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. That's unbelievably early, but I get it. Uh, You and I... Reference pro football focus, and, you know, I pay attention to it. Their coverage grades and things I take with a grain of salt. But they released their cornerback rankings today. He was number one, and it, like, broke their charts in yeah. terms of how good he was. So he played more man year. defense than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, had a tremendous year. Yeah. He was a little skinny. Uh, it's seven. The Raiders take Pete Skoronsky, the offensive lineman from Northwestern. Okay. I mean, their O-line could just use him anyway. Yeah. So that makes right. perfect sense. At eight... The Falcons take Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher from Iowa. Really? Okay. That's yeah, he's an, another one. I haven't seen that name that, that high. I know. Lately, people have been talking about him a lot. Very athletic, a lot of moldable clay from what I understand. Best is yet to come type of guy. At nine, the Panthers take C.J. Stroud out of uh, Ohio mm-hmm. State. I think we'd all be shocked if he fell that far. Yeah. But, you know, so that it. could be the landing spot. Could could be the landing just, spot. He might have yeah, to trade yeah. up to get him. Very, very accurate. At 10, the Eagles take Miles Murphy. The uh, defensive end from Clemson. Okay, the comparisons I always hear with him are Trayvon Walker. I mean, is he an end? Is he? A, you know, he's just a big, athletic dude that can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, Eagles like that. 
At 11, the Titans take Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. First tackle off the board. Understandable. I'll second if you consider Skaronsky. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot about him. At 12, the Texans take Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Mm. Penn State. Be a nice pairing with Stingley. Yeah. I mean, mean, they need everything, so. That would be a nice place to start. DJ must think Porter is, you know, worth this pick. Yeah. Because Houston could go anywhere. At 13, the Jets take Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia. Mm, yeah. Becton's getting to the point now, too, where it's you they pick get up a, the fifth-year They get to pick up the fifth-year option. I doubt don't, that they do. Probably don't, right? Yeah. Maybe he even gets traded. You know, who knows? At 14, the Patriots take Brian Branch, the defensive back from Alabama. Could be mm. corner, could play safety. You'll hear Minka comparisons with this guy. Does it all. Yeah. Obviously, there's a Bama-Patriot uh, connection. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. At 15, the Packers take Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. Smaller guy, but yeah. really dynamic. Um, no receivers yet, right? No receivers. Yeah, Patriots pass on a receiver. At 16, the Commanders take Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. My hunch is he's going to be cornerback one when it's all said and done. Because the, the height weight six two two oh one, yeah, yeah. And then takes the ball away. Tape's good. Yeah, I mean, no offense to the two that went ahead of him, because the corners are going to be pretty clustered, but... He just looks like the first overall corner. Yeah. At 17, he has the Steelers taking Osiris Torrance, the guard yeah. from Florida. I don't love it. I don't like a guard. I mean, he's a masher. He's 350, a run behind him. He would fit the town in the way the Steelers played offense last year. I just think they're two starting guards mixed with Cole or more. They're fine at guard. Yeah, you know. there are some other guys here still available, and we'll touch on them as mm-hmm. we as we yeah. go down. That I would rather take it if things fell this way. Me too. I would go corner or other directions before that. Well, there's one defensive lineman yeah. that's yeah, still yeah, yeah. available that I would seriously consider no at 17. Doubt. I think he'd fit in here real well. Uh, at 18, Detroit takes Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds like best defense available for them yeah. at that point. At 19. Tampa Bay takes Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback from Mississippi State. He's starting to get a lot yeah. of attention, too. There, there's a guy from Maryland. This corner market's really enticing it's, for it's, the Steelers. It's pretty yeah. deep, too. It's really deep, yeah. yeah. At 20, Seattle takes Will McDonald the fourth, the edge rusher from Iowa State. Hmm. I, that's a name I haven't seen a ton of yet. But, okay, Seattle could sure use it. Yeah. That would be two edge rushers for them. Hmm. Is that what they did with the first pick? Yeah. Okay, okay. At 21, the Chargers take Dalton Kincaid to tight end out of Utah. That would be first tight end off the board. Everyone has Michael Mayer as yeah. the first one off the board. This guy's a little more dynamic, though. I mean, again, I did a little bit of tight end homework just because I was listening to Dane's uh, podcast talking about, boy, there's five of them in the top 50. It was him and Lance Erline talking about it. This was Lance's tight end one. And he admitted it said just depends what you want in this tight end yeah. class. If you really want an athletic dude, if you want to do it all, you know, I mean, there's whatever flavor you like. So that's great for the Steelers. At 22, he has the Ravens taking Anthony Richardson, the quarterback oh, out of Florida. Well, DJ spent a lot of time working for the, the Ravens, by the way. Yeah. Does that imply he doesn't think Lamar's back or Lamar's franchise and this is a successor? This is the bigger version, bigger, much rawer version. Much yeah, more much raw. Rawer, yeah. yeah. At 23, the Vikings take Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami. 
Okay. I haven't seen him ranked quite no. that high either. That's interesting. But he's okay. another he's six foot two fourteen. They also good like size cornerback, yeah. yeah. And there's there's a lot this of draft good is loaded corners. with them. Yeah. I think even maybe the Steelers second 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 round pick yeah. could be a, a viable one. At twenty four, Jacksonville takes Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. So two tight ends in Makes the sense. first twenty four yeah, yeah, picks. It's a really good tight end draft. And Engram's a free agent, who knows who's back yeah. or not. And he's very different than Engram. At 25, the Giants take the first wide receiver in this draft, Jordan Addison. Addison. Um, I was just on the radio with Stan Saverin, and and I'm sure you'll get this if you haven't already. Pickett and Addison, they got her. It's the same as Burrow and Chase. It's not quite the same. It's not quite the same. I I love the familiarity. I can't imagine using a 17th pick on a receiver. Nor nor can I. I would think about it. I can't imagine at 17. At 26, Dallas takes Felix and Adike Uzoma, the edge rusher from Kansas State. Okay. I'm kind of making a strength of strengths for Dallas. A couple of these edge guys I need to do more homework on. Yeah. You know, the, the Iowa dude and this guy. Um, it seems like a pretty decent class, though, after Anderson. Yeah. At 27, the Bengals take Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia. Another tight end. Now, he's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> I mentioned Lance Erline, whose dad was an O-line coach, watched this guy and said, I want to make him Jason Peters. <laughs> I mean, he's like 6'5 or 6'6. Six, 6'7. Six, six, seven. Six, seven. Okay. I mean, he stands out as a big person yeah. in Georgia. And they said his body, he's like 285 with no fat on his body. Like, yeah. if he just starts eating and growing, what he could become, I mean, he's a really interesting player. Uh, 28, Denver takes BJ Ojolari, the edge rusher from LSU. Mm-hmm. A lot of these edge rushers. Yeah. Going a little higher than I expected, too. 29, Buffalo takes Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, he's probably the fifth or sixth best player in this draft. But who takes him and where? Boy, that'd be – I keep thinking about him in Kansas City or Buffalo or yeah. a team like that. They're like, whoa. At 30, Kansas City takes Brian Brisey, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. That's, that's the a, dude yeah, yeah. there that, uh, you know. I, I wonder what DJ says about him, why he's so low. So teams are split on Brisey. I love his size, 6'5", 305, quickness and toughness, but he has mm-hmm. some stiffness and injury history. The opportunity for him to learn from four-time All-Pro or Pro Bowler Chris Jones makes Kansas City the ideal landing spot. Well, so would Pittsburgh. Yeah. Where oh, he can yeah, learn yeah. from Cam Hayward. He is a Cam Hayward <laughs> style of play, heavy hands, similar yeah. size, physicality, toughness. Um, I bet his medicals will be an issue. Though. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a problem. And DJ's pretty dialed in. It makes me wonder if he's not getting great reports on that. Well, we'll find out after the combine. Yeah, 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 yeah. At 31, the Eagles take Jackson Smith and get in jo- I can't ever pronounce that name. Njigba. Njigba. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. I don't see that yeah. for the Eagles. I mean, they're pretty loaded. They just invested in A.J. Brown. I mean, the last two dr- first-round picks were receivers. Yeah, I mean, essentially. Yeah. Form, right, you know. They might need a Hargrave replacement. I can't imagine they would pass on B. John Robinson if he happens to fall, or maybe even Gibbs from Bama, the second yeah. running back, because Miles Sanders is up, and they run the ball. That's your 31 picks. Oh, 31, yeah. That's it. And, uh, you know, there's some interesting names there, even after the Steelers pick. Oh, yeah. You'd love it if three tight ends went in the first round ahead of that 32nd oh, yeah. pick. It sounds like there's a real legit chance that two do. I mean, yeah. like that, that's maybe even a foregone conclusion. There might be five before the Steelers' third pick. That's the key. That's uh, you know, that's, yeah. That sets up nicely. Too. Yeah. I mean, like Tanner McKee from Stanford could be an early second rounder as a quarterback, too. Or it, Everyone's putting 
four? I guess it's four in the first round. Richardson, Stroud, Young, Levis. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else can approach that. Uh, the Tennessee kid's older and coming off. Yeah, he's got his ho- the injury. I, I bet he's not a first. And then Hooker, yeah. yeah. But if you get quarterbacks and tight ends off the board, that's good. tremendous. And right? running backs, for that matter. Yeah, and it is a good running back draft. I mean, it's pretty safe bet that at least one will be off the board in the first round. Yeah. And I could see a run of them early second, too. Interesting here from what we've seen in recent years as well, that only two wide receivers in his first round. Yeah, the, and the uh, Ravens didn't take one of them. The Ravens didn't take one. <laughs> the TCU kid was not one of them. Yeah. Um, the Rice kid. Yeah. The Tennessee kid really intrigued oh. me, too. I mean, he's just so fast. Yeah. Hyatt, I think his name. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so. Out of the slot, too. And it looks like there is some depth, but it is not high end. It's been a much lesser wide receiver class than usual. Yeah. No. But those guys get overdrafted a little bit, too. I mean, like. They do. I liked Drake London had a good rookie year. He was the first one taken. But I remember when he went at eight or whatever, it was like, wow, I thought he was the 15th best Well, that's player, the, you know? you know, that's the the issue right now with wide receivers is they get paid so much money now on the second contract. So much, right. Like everybody in Pittsburgh complains about Deontay Johnson's contract. He's like the 18th highest paid receiver in the league. Yeah, and, and wait a couple <laughs> months. I mean, Jacoby Myers is going to get more than Deontay Johnson. Who would you rather have? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, that's about to happen. It's not even months. close. It's not even close. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, but interesting, only one interior offensive lineman, that would be Torrance, going in the first round. Mm-hmm. And he even says here, the Steelers must address the interior of their offensive line this offseason. I don't know that I agree with that. No, I don't think it's a must. And Torrance is a big, powerful man. That I agree with. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh could probably slide back and still get him in the 20s. I also agree with that. Yeah. And in this instance, moving back five spots wouldn't break my heart, but I still wouldn't be after a guard. I don't know who people would be after right, to right, go right. up. And do that. That's yeah, that again. Is. That's always the problem. Maybe well, Richardson. just trade back. Well, somebody has to be available. Right, right. That somebody wants to come up and get. Is there a run on receivers? You know, right maybe somebody pay. says, oh, "Hey, we got we got to go up and get Bajan Robinson." Could be. You know, that would yeah. be a guy that if he gets gets to this point, you look at it and you say, you know, if you're Buffalo or if you're Kansas City, you're going maybe not so much Kansas City because. Maybe not either one of those teams because they both have good young running backs they do, they do. who were rookies this season that I think we're going to see them lean yeah. more on they don't in the, the playoffs. Resources, but I always think about Miami. You know, like that would make yeah. his life a lot easier. It has to be making him crazy that they don't run the ball well. You know, he's a run. I don't know if they would trade though. You know, I say, what are you going to get from him? Right. No, yeah. They don't have enough firepower to get up there. Right. And it, all the mockers that I've listened to always say. I, I have nothing bad to say about Bijan, but he's been one of the hardest fits for me oh, in any doubt. mock yeah. draft I've done any year. You know, could he you help? Know? Could he help a team like the Saints? Yeah, right. You right. know, Kamara's getting toward the end. Sure, sure. You know, um, if Lamar, I forget who it was. Dane was saying I kept putting him to Baltimore, but now Dobbins looks like he's fine. You know, like I don't know how long that lasts or whatever. Right. Well, Dobbins is now heading into his final year. Yeah, I say it's decision time on him before yeah. you know it. The other one I kind of like the fit is Pollard's a free agent. Zeke's old. Yeah. And keep, keep him in the big state of Texas. That'd be a pretty good offense with a guy like that. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I could see Jerry being on board for that. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, if 17 would be in play. Where are, the, where are the Cowboys pick here? They're still alive, so who knows? You're right. They could yeah, be, right. yeah. But they're going to be, right now they're at 26. Mm-hmm. So assume, if they yeah. lose, they'll be at 26. So. Yeah, they'll be in the mix. Yeah. But someone will like them. I 
What if Barkley know, leaves the Giants or you know? You move back to twenty six from seventeen, you're getting another second round pick at the very least. Oh, and more, yeah, and more, and more. Yeah, you'll get that late second, and you'll get the second the year after that, or something. Right. right, something along those lines. Yeah, it gives you all, all kinds of options. And that's again, if, when you're rebuilding your roster. Um, Real quick, breezy aside, what corners were right in the Steelers' neighborhood there? Because I knew, I think there was a little bit of a run before them, from what I remember. Well, you got Forbes. The tackles were gone. Yeah. Forbes from uh, Mississippi State. Was still available? Yeah. Uh, That's a, I've never seen him mocked to the first round. I mean, Tyreek yeah. I do. But. Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him mocked in the first round. Yeah. Um, but there's a dude at Syracuse. There's a guy at Maryland. Yeah. And there's a lot of these guys. Well, on the, in the, the uh, Georgia corner. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go. Kyle yeah. Ringo, yeah. For some t- teams are like, well, he's he may not be a cornerback. He's... I don't know that. I bet he's a corner. Yeah. I bet he's a corner. You yeah. try him at corner anyways to sure. start, you know. He's just had some inconsistencies, and everyone remembers uh, him having a hard time against uh, Marvin Harrison's kid. Like, I mean, I'm not sure. So does everybody else. So does everybody. He's the best receiver in the league. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the nation. Um, as far as, I know people are screaming out there, to Steelers can't draft a quarterback in the first round. Corner. Yeah. Oh. They've done it twice in the 30 years I've been covering the team. Twice. Right. right. And they weren't top ten picks, right? And, you know, right? I, I, I have no merits with that at all. Steelers can't develop cornerbacks. It's not true. It's just not true, right? <laughs> they're going to they're going to give Cam Sutton if Cam Sutton hits the the open market, who they drafted in the third round. Well, no matter what, he's going to get a. Lot he's going to get paid. He's going to get a lot of money. Yeah. And they developed them in the third yeah. round, right? They just haven't used. The question is, how much has the team valued corner? Right. Not can they develop them? They they are during the LeBeau era, they cut corner a corner. You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, they they, they wanted corners who were big and could tackle. They didn't yeah. they didn't prioritize the position. And if you look at those drafts, there's a long run of between like third and fifth round taking a corner four out of five years. Yeah, sometimes you hit on an Ike Taylor, but the the investment's minimal. They play special teams for a year, and then you put them in the system and see how it goes. And it worked great for them. You know, yeah, you can't have everything. And those you know cornerbacks from like the the fourth round on. Your hit rate's probably one out of every three or four. You find some slots. Yeah. You're right, but it's they don't last. You're right. Yeah. That's why they get drafted so high. There's only there's not a lot of those on the planet with six foot and long arms. And the Steelers <laughs> have a crack at a couple of them, though, this year. Yeah. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a look at those playoff games upcoming this weekend. When we come back, don't you go anywhere.